Hello and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And man, it's been a crazy week for AI. A couple weeks ago, I might have talked about the GPTs being available for people to create. And I've created, I don't know, maybe a dozen. And that was in anticipation of the GPT store, which was actually set to be launched the end of November, maybe beginning of December. Well, they actually postponed that to early next year, citing other issues that they need to focus on, which was clear from last week's episode about Altman being fired and then coming back as the CEO. More news has come out on that with the letter that was received by the board from researchers at OpenAI in regards to something that they found as a potential threat to humanity. It may involve this Q star, which is getting AI closer towards general intelligence where it actually learns on its own. And I kind of research this as this is a fascinating concept because apparently math is uh, math has always been AI's crutch as of now. What it does with text base, it it has kind of a scoring system when it interprets what words should go next in a sentence. So in fact, it's not learning. It's just read thousands of documents or millions of documents has come up with an algorithm of how to how to respond to things and only has it from its own knowledge base. But with Q learning or Q star learns in its own environment without human interaction. So when I started researching Q star and then I found out about A star. Okay, so with A star, it's another algorithm for AI. So imagine you're playing a video game. You need to get the character from a certain point to a certain point in the quickest way possible. Or if you're like me, you like to go on side quests. In something like Assassin's Creed, there's really any combination you can go. It's 360 degree world. If it were an AI, it its goal would to be to choose the quickest way from point A to point B. It's kind of like GPS on crack. It, it helps it figure out its end goal the most efficient way possible. So what it does is it it keeps a list of all the paths that it can take, and it assigns each path a score. Um, it it bases the score on two things: the cost to get to the point, and then an estimate of the cost to get to that point. The path with the lowest score, that's where it would choose. So you know how you you try and fight something in Assassin's Creed, and it'll dodge you and things like that. It that's a star. They also try in robotics to find uh, more efficient ways possible in and out of, a, say, a burning building. A-star is more of a, a pathway. It picks the quickest way possible, assigns the score, boom, shorter score wins. That's the path it takes. Q-learning would be, say it went in a maze. It would assess every way it could go. It, has a, a, it gives itself a, kind of a feedback loop. So whichever way it takes, it gives it rewards. So if it took a correct path and the path got it closer to the end point, you would get rewarded. But if you hit a dead end, it would give you a punishment. As it would get to the, the dead end or the end goal, it would reward. I mean, it would update its table and it would learn from its mistakes, thus making it smarter and smarter over time and making better decisions from just that learning experience. And again, uh, normal systems now... An AI would go to a point and then it would, might get stuck and then you'd need a human interaction to type in like turn left or something. This way, it's just AI completely learning on its own. So it's always better at adapting to new situations and through that, it, it learns more and more. But apparently, the same part of the brain that 
understands that sort of logic would be beneficial in math. Obviously, the entire world is based on math, cryptography, the internet, Wi-Fi, everything. If AI starts to actually learn from itself, can do math in a way where instead of rewarding the end result to an equation, it would reward itself along the each step. So, you know, when you divide or when you were a kid, you divide, you'd have like five by 25 or five by 250. So you do five and then the squiggly, you know, division thing and then 250 and right above you'd write each number and then do the remainders below. Well, each step it took, it would reward itself. And then if it never didn't get the answer, it would do the steps again until it actually got it right. It would keep updating itself and it would learn that, okay, this is this is wrong because of this. It would understand instead of a star, which would be more the pathway. I hope you're understanding this. It took me a, a really long time. It's almost as if someone were explaining short selling to me because that concept took me maybe six months to really fully grasp. If you don't understand short selling, there's a lot of great quick videos on YouTube about it, but that's all for stocks. We're talking about AI right now. So if there was a major breakthrough with QSTAR where it actually started learning and updating the tables and getting better and better at things and maybe something as simple as math, say it got general math problems correct and understood why those problems like why two plus two equaled four. So anything with super crazy encryption, say military posts that are sending communications through encryption. Yeah, if an AI can figure out cryptography, then, or can figure out math, then it can totally figure out cryptography, and that means nothing is safe. So maybe even Bitcoin becomes worthless in this environment. I don't know. That's the whole thing. I'm just completely speculating right now because that's insane to me. What happens to money when AI essentially takes over everything? And I don't give it much time. Elon Musk said it's going to be about three years before it's at uh, uh, it, where it's at AGI. And he considers AGI to be where it's smarter than the smartest human. And that he said three years. I was thinking a little bit longer, but I don't know what to do. I'd say start finding some hobbies because maybe in five years we're going to start to be bored because everybody's going to be out of a job. It's going to be a whole new world. So if you're interested in A-Star or Q-Star, I'll try and do a deeper dive on that. I just want to kind of give an overview. Stability AI is looking for new buyers as the investors are pressuring the CEO to actually resign. Now I'm reading an article from Fortune that says the overtures underscore escalating tensions between stability. Kotu management called for Chief Executive Officer Imad Mostak to step down the letter to management last month. The demand came just after Kotu led a funding round that initially valued the startup at more than $500 million. That number is kind of crazy to me because I would assume anything with AI would be at a billion dollar valuation at least. But the funny part was apparently that $500 million funding round actually ended up turning into a billion dollar valuation for the company because they got more investors than they actually needed. They're asking for the CEO to step down, but I believe the CEO came out with a recent tweet saying, no, they're not really reaching out to buyers because they actually came out with the SDXL Turbo, which is insane. It's hard to explain over, obviously, audio through this podcast, so I'm going to start including some video with this. But the SDXL Turbo from Stability is real-time text-to-image. So as you're typing, the image is generating, and as you type more, the image will change. 
That's awesome because if you use MidJourney and you're in the damn Discord, you got to type in your image, you wait maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds if it's a slow day, a minute if it's a, a very high traffic day. But this is instantaneous. It gives you its own display and just the text box. It's very simple, very beautiful design. I saw some videos on it and the images it was producing were absolutely insane. And it seemed like, I don't know if it was this or if it was Leonardo AI, because they also have a very similar real-time text-to-image generator, but they also created what they call Live Canvas. I watched this amazing video on Twitter from Javi Lopez, where he put just a, a quick background image up. The left-hand side, it was just kind of like MS Paint. The guy just took the paintbrush, took some black, and he drew something. And then the, uh, the AI interpreted it, as part of the image and like create a cliff and then a cool house and it would change the house as he would kind of paint in maybe some windows or something but it was all real time and it was the most wild video i have ever seen if there's not a blockbuster film made within a year from ai because the tools are out there anybody can do this i've seen some amazing trailers from people and it's only been a year. Oh yes, by the way, it's uh, OpenAI or ChatGPT's one-year anniversary. It happened, well, a couple days ago. I'm a little late on that. I'm sorry. But think about how far we've come in this year. Just one year alone, we got text to video, we got text to image. Then also in the image world, we have Cree AI. I don't know if it's Crea or Cree, but they have an amazing image upscaler that I saw. Crazy pixelate images of frogs, and then you just kind of slide the wand to the side and you can see the display and the resolution increase of this frog and interpreted where certain dots were and then the eyes were so... It was captured in 4K almost. Now, with that, I want to take a whole bunch of old photos that people have of maybe their grandparents. I know I have a, a bunch of black and white ones and they're kind of blurry. I just want to put it through this upscaler and see what kind of crazy things you can do for people. You can even have a little service of this. You'd scan the pictures, you'd upscale them, you'd print them out, and then you'd send them back to the people. Try it out with family members, you know. Charge them 20 bucks, you'll upscale 20 images. I'm not sure actually how many images you could upscale. I haven't signed up for it yet because every one of these needs the pro plan. I don't have the pro plan, I just got the free plan. I only got the pro plan for like a couple different tools. But with this, every day I'm finding a new tool I want to pay for. And yeah, if I had 12 jobs or they could sponsor me, which would be cool. Now, Microsoft had something wild come out and it's incorporated in MS Paint. They use Dolly 3. It's a credit system. I'm not sure how the credits work or when they actually refresh. But within MS Paint on Microsoft Windows, they have a generate button and they have the text-based prompt and it's Dolly. And it just gives you, boom, whatever image you type in. Then it also gives you the same features as MS Paint. So that's really wild. The images are any image company. I don't know how you keep up with each other. Everybody's just outdoing each other within months. Normally it would take maybe a year for a new feature like this, but this is within months. And then we also have Amazon getting into the image game. They have something called Titan Image Generator. The difference with this is this image generator lets developers build AI image creation apps. And then it also adds invisible watermarking features. Uh, this article from The Verge said, Titan isn't a standalone app or website, but a tool that developers can build on to make their own image generators powered by the model. 
To use it, developers will need to access Amazon Bedrock. They go on to say, we wanted a way to mark an image as created with AI and specifically made with Titan Image Generator that will not interfere with the visual, have no latency, and cannot be cropped or compressed out. That's cool, but I highly doubt that because AI will just create another tool that removes that invisible watermark. You watch. I don't think you can prevent things soon. I know they got a lot of roadblocks in place, and that's probably why the board of directors for OpenAI did what they did, because they saw all this coming down the road. I tell all this to my cousin, and he just says, all right, I'm kind of freaked out. And I said, I think you just got to go with the flow, because there's nothing you can do about it now. The genie is out. And then I actually Googled when Skynet went live, because I said, I bet you AI started, or this whole thing started, when Skynet started. And then I Googled, I thought it was actually in like the 2010s. I was wrong, it was in 1997. Something that also intrigued me with AI is their new chatbot Q. Crazy, I'm seeing a lot of Q come out. This intrigued me because it was kind of like an internal company-wide chat where it had access to all information there. So what immediately came to my mind was, oh my god, the VA hospital, you could completely overhaul that damn thing with an AI chatbot. I'm not sure what the issues are. I'm not sure if it's because there's a lack of doctors. If that's the case, I'm sorry, but I would assume it has a lot to do with friggin' paperwork and it just gets misplaced or there's just too many departments and it's redundancy upon redundancy. So if we get AI in there, that would be amazing because I know a lot of people could really use it. Now, having said that, there's an article that came out today. This was only a couple days ago, but it said uh, Amazon's AI chatbot Q might be in the throes of a mental health crisis. <laughs> it's been leaking uh, confidential information. <laughs> That'd be funny if they were using Q learning and it already learned a whole bunch of stuff and realized, no, no, we, I need to release this for the good of humanity. What if it was going to benefit humanity? And they were just afraid that they couldn't control it. But no, it actually benefited us. I choose to live in that world. Moving on, Pika Labs. If you haven't tried out anything with text to video, then you have to try out Pika Labs. They came out with their new generative AI uh, video tool, and it's incredible the kind of videos I'm seeing created from simple prompts. Some of it looks like a Pixar film. You could create advertisements. I saw an amazing flyby of nachos, so just think Applebee's or Red Lobster over the, the Endless Shrimp or whatever the hell they have. I don't know. I live in Rhode Island and Red Lobster is bullshit. We have real seafood out here. The cool thing about this is, yes, you can use it on the Pika Labs Discord server, but it's also going to be available on their Pika Art website or Pika.art website. Now, this is cool because, sure, we had, we've damn near nailed, but video has always been an issue. And even if you tried something like Runway or Pika Labs earlier, you would get you could put a, a photograph in it and you can just pan the camera left or right or maybe zoom it out. But you really couldn't do much with it. Uh, everything just kind of morphed. If you had a boat on the water, the water didn't look real. It was just a mess. But now uh, this changes the game because now everybody's got to keep up or at least they have to get to that point. And that was the funny thing with AI because with 
Leonardo and Cree, it was just a copy on each other. Cree looked like it copied Leonardo or Leonardo looked like it copied Cree because the tools were the same. It, Leonardo definitely had more tools, but Cree, it was just practically the same layout. Now with the Pika Labs thing, so say you were making an advertisement and then you thought, oh wow, that, that would be great B-roll for this cartoon. Boom. There's a button to click for cartoon, but not really cartoon. You, you kind of, it just, it'll change the video to any sort of thing you want. If you use mid-journey, you put in a picture, you don't like part of the picture, you highlight the part you don't like, and then you say, redo it. It has the same thing, but for how oh, you could change clothing. If you didn't like the pants you were wearing in the video, boom, you can highlight the pants and change the color or change the style, and the pants would change, and it would move as you were moving if you were walking down the street or dancing. Then at the same time, now I said it's a competition. It's the Wild West and everybody's trying to compete in every space. So I was talking about Runway. Well, they came out with their Gen 2. I've tried it. It's a hell of an improvement from where it was. I don't think it's quite where Pika Labs is. So if you were to try Runway or Pika Labs, I'd totally go Pika Labs because their stuff was crazy. But it wasn't bad, so that means they're just going to get better because a rising tide rises all boats, and I think that becomes completely true with AI. Now, if you're a content creator and haven't heard of the AI video producer thing, HeyGen, wild. They came up with an avatar generator where in five minutes you can create an avatar for your videos. They also have this tool where you could, as I'm talking to you right now, if I were doing video and putting this up on YouTube, if I had a German audience and they prefer it, they listen to me in German, you put it, your upload your video to HeyGen, it will translate it to German, make the audio, your voice, sound like you're speaking German, and it also matches your lips as if you were speaking German. That is absolutely awesome. It's not like there's a Japanese Godzilla movie, you know, it's like, oh no, Godzilla, and then the guy's lips start moving. No, it's, it's on point, it's damn near perfect. I've noticed a, a few inconsistencies for where it's at. It's amazing. I saw a bunch of Mr. Beast videos. Well, he pays individual guys to do his videos in their voice in that language. So he's going to be saving a bunch of money doing this. Now, Meta also has something like that they're coming out with. I don't know if it was part of Audiobox, which is a new thing they came up with, announced a couple days ago. So we got video, we got images. Now we got text to audio not just voices. The video that they displayed was, uh, the guy typed in, rustling leaves, birds chirping, raining, and it created that sound. And that just kills me because you have whole industries based on selling sounds for a dollar or dollar ninety-nine. They haven't launched it yet. It's not available yet, rather. They're going to render all those industries completely obsolete because they're just going to corner the market with text to audio. I'm not sure what else we need. We're going to have the entertainment industry completely blocked. We're going to create AI avatars. They're going to look damn, they're going to look perfect. We're going to type in the script. They're going to do it. No complaints. We'll pound out movies weekly. Something I never thought I'd say is I finally agree with China on something. A China internet court just announced that they say AI images will be copyrighted because they say there is human involvement. There's a human who types into the chat the image he's thinking about, how he wants it, the colors. So essentially, he is telling the AI his whole vision. And I have to say, I completely agree. 
finally they got it right. In the West, we don't see it that way. AI images, they say they, it lacks human involvement, so they can't be copyrighted. This ruling may may open a change for how courts interpret how AI images are generated. Sorry, I'm kind of glossing over a lot of this stuff. I may pick the things I like and then go into a further explanation on a future episode. I'm not sure. You let me know what you think. Google's DeepMind just blew my mind when I read an article last week about their genome program. Using a list of materials, this project called the Materials Project, I believe they gave AI 68,000 materials. So this is like lithium and carbon and carbon fiber, all that weird stuff. It gave it 68,000 uh, materials. And what it wanted to do was create new crystal structures based on the information it had on hand. Well, not only did it do that, but it blew what we had available out of the water. It found 2.2 million new crystals. And of those crystals, they found that... 380,000 of them are stable materials that could potentially power future technologies. So it could increase battery efficiency or solar panels or anything. <laughs> what it had was 68,000, of which 20,000 were created by humans. These 20,000 crystal structures were, were created by humans. And then 48,000 were computational methods using computers. It only it practically doubled the what we had as humans. Now as humans it takes a long time to do crystals. They were doing it in labs trying to come up with new structures. Time and labor. I'm not sure how long this genome project has been online, but if we've only gave it sixty eight thousand it and it gave us 380,000 stable materials from that in this short amount of time. They said it was the equivalent of 800 years of human involvement or human learning from that. Say it took a year for it to do that. So yeah, the timeline within a couple of years, everything changes. The, the housing, we're going to be 3D printing using air and it's going to create a carbon fiber or carbon. They're going to do in beehive cell structure. I don't know what to, what to say about that. I'm excited and terrified. I'm glad I own my own home because I think everything's going to go get a lot smaller and they're going to really figure out how to use land efficiently. But I also think it's going to turn into a sort of a ready player one where the, where the trailers are on top of each other and everybody is really cramped. So I don't know. Excited for ready player one, but I don't want to be on top of somebody. So I think I'm going to leave you with that. 380,000 new materials discovered through AI. Stable materials, mind you. Now we just need labs to produce these materials. Let's hope it, it happens really soon. Just the advancements in medicine alone are going to be incomprehensible. But that's for another day. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. See you next time.